About That Action on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Sign up using our link and receive a $500 risk-free bet. That's right, $500. And if you send in your first bet slip, you'll get a free t-shirt. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N for a $500 risk-free bet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you don't miss a single pick. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no vig. That's right, no vig betting. That's legal in 40 states. So sign up at betteredge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Welcome everyone to About That Action on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Kyle Waddy Watnell, joined by my co-host and partner in picks, Mark Megatron Glass. Today is Sunday, January 24th. Mark, how you doing? I'm rocked right now. I don't know how you're so energetic. <laughs> I know you are too. You got to bring the energy. You got to bring the energy to the show. Uh, we're back to our, I mean, we're recording on a Sunday. It's a little bit nostalgic. We started this show recording on Sundays, uh, especially on Sunday mornings. So good to be back with you on a Sunday. Yeah, he's putting on a front. I texted Kyle. <laughs> I texted him at what time did I text you? Like seven forty-five in the morning. <laughs> you caught you caught you and me with a double call. All right, when I go to bed, I put my phone on the do not disturb. Right, because I don't want any texts, emails, calls coming through. Uh, and you hit me with the good old-fashioned double call, which will break through the do not disturb in case there's an emergency. That's the purpose. That's the design behind yeah, that. I know you, that. you hit me with a double call <laughs> early this morning. Uh, my phone's going off. I'm thinking, oh, it must be my alarm. It must be 10.30 a.m. No, it sure wasn't 10.30. It was Mark giving me a call early in the morning. Yeah, we had gotten together with a, <laughs> a couple friends at a, at a friend's house near where we're at now. And uh, we watched the UFC event. And, of course. Uh just we were just friends we just we just did the things that friends do and i slept at that house kyle went home <laughs> in his bed and uh we were planning on meeting up today at like around noon and i was like eh i'm up <laughs> right what's kyle doing <laughs> you wanted to check in um so our show is gonna be a little bit different today mark uh the plan is going to be to basically break down uh do a recap of ufc 257 which we watched last night Obviously, Conor McGregor not getting the job done. We'll dive deep into that. 
Uh, just going to kind of have a bit more of a free-form show uh, since we're doing it on, on Sunday morning before the big NFL games. Um, we got a, a busy week of sports coming up, obviously a week off before the Super Bowl the following week. So uh, this week we're going to break down UFC 257, give it a recap, uh, and then just kind of kind of have a good time. The plan is there is no plan. The plan is there, no, there is no plan. And sometimes that's that's the best way to do it. A little bit of a free-form podcast. Not as focused on picks this week, so uh, we'll be back with that next week. We actually have some exciting show news. We'll be actually adding some more content to the SGPN feed from our show, uh, focusing on the beautiful game of soccer. Uh, so that'll be a more of a picks-focused show coming out midweek. Uh, so look forward to that moving forward. But today's episode is all about licking our wounds and going back and looking at UFC 257. It's time for Financial Investing 101. Just a weird UFC card. I mean, some great knockouts, some good finishes, an exciting card to watch with your friends, but a very unexpected one for, uh, for us and for lots of handicappers out there. Um, let's go ahead and dive into it. The first fight was between Rebus, right? Rebus became the opening fight because Azaitar, uh, one of the guys we broke down last week who we picked to win by a knockout, or I picked to win by a knockout, uh, he gets his fight canceled and he gets kicked off of Fight Island for bringing an unauthorized guest What did he think was going to happen there? Like, how did he think that was going to work? How does that happen? It's Dubai. Like, it's literally <laughs> like an authoritarian kingdom <laughs> in COVID. Dana White's running the show. Everyone's right. in one hotel. Pretty, pretty unreal. How do you think he, he was going to get away with that? He would try that. that. Um, they cut him from the UFC, so he's out for good. Good. You, you're that stupid. Yeah, you deserve to get <laughs> like, cut. Oh, my God. Um, so he's gone. So that meant that uh, they bumped up uh, Andrew Sanchez and Muradov. Um, so we're not going to talk about that fight because we didn't break it down last week. So that means Rodriguez and Rebus. Uh, we both had Rebus, who's a pretty hefty favorite. I think she was in the minus 300s. Um, we, she's a submission specialist. The UFC was promoting her a ton. Um, and then she gets knocked out actually twice. And Mark, let's first complain, issue a formal complaint. I was going to say, we, we, we missed that fight. We, we need to, to issue a formal complaint uh, from Sports Gambling Podcast Network to ESPN+. Plus. You know, a big media company to big media company. We'd like to issue a formal, a formal complaint that uh, it, the system totally glitched. We couldn't watch the first fight. A lot of people had that problem. Tons of people had the issue. Uh, Dana White said it was a West Coast issue, which is obviously where we're at. We're on the best coast in the world. And we couldn't access the fight. We tried logging in. We refreshed it. Uh, we'd purchased it. It said purchased it kept glitching out. We could, it was one of the most frustrating things ever to look forward to something that much all week, and then you miss the whole first fight on the main card. Yeah, how is how's Dana White just going to play that off? It's, you know, West no, Coast West problem. Coast problem. We, the West they fixed Coast? It. Yeah, he, he literally Dude, that's said... That's like the most populated <laughs> part of the world. Like, are you kidding me? Oh, it's just the West the Coast. West, just the West Coast. It's just, it's just like the hub of all sports and entertainment. But yeah, he, break. he was it's literally... Just a, the West Coast. He was like, yeah, 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 but they, they got it fixed. They got it fixed. Yeah. Dude, thankfully they got it yeah fixed. they got it fixed but there was literally literally like 45 minutes of pure panic we were just thinking oh my god we're not gonna get the mcgregor fight yeah we were watching we were, we were playing beer pong we in our just, friend's living room yeah, going we back just, and forth like <laughs> trying to figure out the feed and then they're like you, yeah. you gotta take your, your shot and throw it 
Yeah. Fight's not up still. Yeah. So eventually, uh, eventually we got the fight up, but it was after this fight. I did go back and watch um, the finish. Um, Rebus actually kind of got knocked out twice. I don't know if you saw this. I didn't see any of it. Um, She got hit with a big right hand, went down. uh, And then Rodriguez kind of thought she finished the fight and sort of started walking away because Herb Dean came in. You know, Herb Dean, famous UFC referee. He came in to sort of stop the fight, but he didn't actually say stop or wave his hands in that in that motion that they do. But he basically he accidentally kind of made contact with Rodriguez like he bumped her a little bit. So she thought and he's huge. Yeah, he's huge. As soon as you make contact with with the athlete, that means the fight's over. Right. Because sometimes referees have to push a guy off or pull someone away. You know what I mean? Um, so he accidentally kind of bumped her. So she walks away. But then Herb Dean's standing there like uh, fights not over. So then everyone's just kind of awkwardly like <laughs> looking at each other. He just and, walks up and, and Rebus is again. standing there just like totally rocked. And then the, the fight restarts and then she went and hit her again. And then he was like, all right. <laughs> he was like, all right, all right, that's Fucking enough. Herb. Yeah. That's enough that time. That's, so, that's got to be one of the worst ways to go. It's yeah. Like, actually, fight's not stopped. Yeah. She comes back and instantly Terrible. get knocked out again. So that was, a, that was a bummer. I mean, Rodriguez, uh, yeah, credit where it's due. Rebus didn't, uh, didn't spend enough of the fight on the ground. I mean, it was hard for us to break this one down because we were too busy refreshing uh google chrome anyway we'll move on to the next fight um it was a good one right it was between uh jessica i and joanne calderwood um you picked jessica i i had joanne calderwood um that was my uh my only win on the uh, yeah, i lost that one <laughs> yeah like, you didn't have a single I the, win i took the machine gun kelly fighter that's right that's right didn't work out um yeah that was a good fight just a slight edge to calderwood she's kind of that gatekeeper to the to the top of that of the flyweight division so um kind of went went how we broke it down um not much to add on that one uh the lightweight coming event one we were really excited for uh dan hooker and michael chandler faced off um michael chandler gets a first round knockout on his ufc debut your thoughts on that one that was incredible yeah it was like two and it was like two and a half minutes yeah yeah he made quick work of that. Yeah, we didn't see that one coming. I mean, we figured if Michael was going to win, his way of winning would be to wrestle, because he's a wrestler, get Dan Hooker down, grind him out, um, and either win a decision or, or get a late ground and pound win. Um, definitely did not expect a first-round knockout. Dan Hooker looked kind of like caught in the lights a little bit. I don't know. He didn't look like... He didn't yeah, look well, like... we were sitting on the couch watching the fight. I turned over to our buddy who like, doesn't follow UFC at all. Mm-hmm. I was like... I was like, you'd like this Dan Hooker guy. Yeah, he's right. like a good guy to root for. You know, he's like a right. humble guy. He just loves to rock people, loves yeah. to get hit. Like yeah. all his fights are super bloody. Yeah. And he's like, okay. <laughs> Two minutes nope. later, he just gets Not destroyed quite. by this guy who just got called up from the fucking minors. <laughs> My friend was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, our other buddy said that, which was interesting. Uh, it's like he spent 10 years in the minor leagues, right? And then got pulled up. And if you're just crushing it in the minors for that long, I mean, maybe you're you're gonna crush it in the majors. Maybe you're just used to winning. You're used to like being the guy. You know what I mean? You're used to being the dominant force in a fight. And maybe that's kind of what happened. He went out there expecting to get it done, and he did get it done. I uh, looked like Hooker was 
uh, getting ready for a takedown because Chandler was doing all the pressuring. And it looked like he was backing towards the fence, kind of worried about the takedown. And sometimes these wrestlers throw like a looping overhand punch that guys don't see because they're looking down, trying to protect their legs. Looked like that kind of what happened. He got caught with a big left punch. Uh, went down and Michael Chandler finished the job. What do you think he's going to be ranked after this? Um, that's a good question. I was going to ask you that as well. Was five. What you think is going to happen five now? Or six? Um, he was higher than that. I think he was five. Um, but what happens now is like totally up in the air. I, the the Poirier McGregor fight probably should have been for the title. I think a lot of people are are making that argument. Um, but now what do you do? Now you take Chandler. Does Chandler deserve a title shot now? You know, only with one UFC win has he has he proved himself enough by beating Dan Hooker. Is Dan Hooker good enough to for him to basically have proven himself with that performance? I'm not sure. Um, it sounds like they're thinking about Charles Oliveira, the guy that uh, beat yeah. Tony Ferguson. Sounds like they're talking about him maybe uh, fighting Poirier for the title. Uh, obviously, all this assuming that Khabib doesn't come back out of retirement. Um, so yeah, lots of lots of question marks. What do you do with Michael Chandler now? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I don't know yeah, what you do. You obviously wasn't ranked coming into this. Hooker was ranked six. You could give him. You could give him Tony Ferguson, I suppose. Uh, you could give him Tony. You could give him. Well, McGregor's gonna, McGregor and Ferguson have both lost recently. Yeah, you could four, five, and six. McGregor, yeah, Ferguson, Hooker have the pro- all lost. The problem with the McGregor thing is, yes, it makes sense to pair him with those people, but. He's such a a draw that you have to like put story behind it, no matter what it is. You have to sell the story for Connor. So you can get any fight you want. So you have to give him a trilogy. You have to give him a trilogy. You have to give him Nate Diaz, or you have to give him Dustin again. That's the only thing you can really do. But you can't really give him Dustin again right away because Dustin deserves a title shot. I think we can agree on that, right? So it's like, what do you do there? You can't rematch him for the title. You can. I think. I think now the move is maybe Connor and Nate. For, for old time's sake, it's a good tune-up fight, if you will, for Connor to get back in the win column. We'll talk about Connor more in a bit, but that's basically what I'm thinking is is give Connor the trilogy with Nate, let him get a win against Nate and get his confidence back, and then you can throw him back into the title picture. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about that more. I'm not, I'm not certain that McGregor versus Diaz is just an easy you, win. You don't though. think like, he'll get that done? It's, I mean, I, guess I think he'll get it. Night. A fight against Diaz is never an easy thing. Yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. guy goes to absolute war right. in the ring. Like that's you know, it's like when he fought Cowboy Cerrone this time last year when McGregor did. Yeah, and everyone was like, yeah, this will just be a good fight for him to get back in the game because he had, he had been out for a while. Right, and he hadn't won in a long time. Right, and. uh so he just came in, kicked Cerrone's ass in like 30 seconds. <laughs> Diaz, you're not going to get that. You it's know? not going to happen I feel that like way. that's not the kind of guy that you want in that kind of position. Okay, that's true. That's true. Uh, anything else to add on the co-main before we move into uh, into uh, the upsetting main event that we uh, witnessed? Oh, they showed uh, they showed Michael Chandler. They sh- they showed his uh, his wife that he met over email. <laughs> on screen that we, that's I really we, wanted I to see forgot we talked about that and uh she's it's confirmed not just, a catfish just yeah <laughs> confirmed not catfish Concer- confirmed savage that he met her over email <laughs> it's it's confirmed savage not weird um that's hilarious that you're paying attention to that I love that uh he uh, did a backflip off the cage. Any p- opinion on that? You think it's cool? Yeah, I think that's sweet. But you got to be really confident in yourself because, yeah. like, you, it's you, easy that, to blow you that. Can easily get a <laughs> torn ACL like out for a year for sure. Um, yeah, Michael Chandler. Respect on Bellator's name coming over from another promotion and showing what they're worth. Um, that was an exciting one. Looking forward to watching him uh, fight again. Whoever they give him, he's fresh. 
He's fresh. He he, he took no damage. He's ready to go Him again. Poria could fight tomorrow. Yeah, they could. <laughs> like, they could just fight yeah. each other tomorrow. V- yeah, very little damage for both of them. Um, yeah, Michael Chandler, you can't write up a better UFC debut. So credit to him. That was cool. Obviously, we got the pick wrong, but it's hard to it's hard to pick someone to win in their UFC debut. Usually, it doesn't go very well. But he's he's an outlier there, and he proved us wrong. So props to him. Um, okay. Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier, main event. In hindsight, there's just no way we could have picked Dustin, right? I think a lot of people are going to come on the airways and be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, let's be honest with ourselves. hindsight. Let's know? be honest with ourselves. There's no way we were going to pick Dustin to win that fight. None of the experts were picking him. Yeah, and there's no way. I don't know. We did say on the show <laughs> that it's so hard to bet on Conor because you just really never know what he has going on. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't fight so often, so he you really looked, just he don't looked know what you're business, get. though. He looked business, didn't he? He looked, yeah. In the first, he the won the week. first round. The consensus yeah. was that he won the first round. Um, but it, yeah, it was interesting to hear what he had to say about obviously those those lower leg kicks, the leg kicks, lower kicks, the calf leg kicks. kicks. Yes. Yeah, the calf kicks. Yes, those do some crazy damage. Yeah, I was do. thinking maybe live on air. You, mm. I could do a couple of you and we could mm. test it out. Right, right, right. See how it feels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it hurts. I mean, it's we were talking about. Um, Basically, you and I were talking right before recording that uh, that low calf kick is a is a new tool that's kind of been added into mixed martial arts. A leg kick used to mean uh, specifically kicking above the knee, like on the thigh area, and getting someone's thigh uh, to swell up. Now people seem to be targeting in the past few years targeting that calf uh, low calf kick. And it's proving to be super effective. I mean, the swelling has nowhere to go. If you hit that muscle over and over and over, eventually it just gets so swollen and hurt and hurt that it just shuts down and guys literally can't walk. It looked like Connor like had a huge leg problem, right? Like to consider that's just muscle damage and he was limping that much is, is kind of crazy. Yeah, right? He could barely walk after the right. fight. Right. And uh, you're exactly right. I mean, he start, Dustin started targeting it, and at some point it was like, shoot, man. Like, you kind of see on the TV, like, his leg was starting to swell a little bit. It was like, all right, like, he's got to make some sort of change here, like, starting to check these. And it sounded like he was trying to check the kick, which is when you kind of turn your shin into it, so it's shin on shin. Uh, and the other guy, the guy throwing the kick, takes more damage. But he wasn't getting the shin out quite far enough. There was still a little bit of, a, of the kick wrapping around that shin bone uh, and doing the damage to the muscle. You like that breakdown? Very good breakdown. Thank you. I actually, uh, I used to train at this gym back when I was D3 college athlete, sure. you know, big time. Yeah. I used to train at this gym down in Orange County mm-hmm. um, in the off season and Travis Brown, Ronda Rousey's husband, uh-huh. the, all, who's the UFC heavyweight, <laughs> massive yeah. guy, he's yeah. like 6'7", the beard and tattoos. He would train at that gym sometimes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I would actually see they would go into the corner with a bar there was like a big uh it was like a gym and it had like a large field of astroturf like 40 yards of astroturf that you could work out on yeah so him and one of his trainers would go into the corner and he would sit there like as if to do a hamstring stretch like in like a body like a 90 degrees with his legs out yep and they would roll a barbell on his shins and he would just sit there and take it and (laughs) be on his phone i was like He's oh desensitizing, desensitizing, irritizing the uh, the shin bones, right? Yeah, that's what a lot of these MMA fighters right. do, and that's right. what McGregor was they saying. He was trees. like, oh, "I guess we got to go yeah. like roll out the shins a little yeah, bit." Yeah, man, wow. And so uh, I I actually got to witness this happen, which that's is crazy, absolutely insane. That's got to be so that. painful, so painful. Um, yeah, maybe Connor needs to do a little bit more of that. Um, the boxing looked good. You could tell, like. 
he definitely has Connor has the edge in, in speed and boxing right like he was boxing him up a little bit in the first round um, landing more shots but once that leg kind of went out uh, he was in trouble and dude the room when he got knocked down and out was just like shell shocked yeah no one well, said anything it's it hilarious because so the the friend who we were at his house yeah his dad is a uh, is a heart surgeon right uh-huh. so we never see this guy because he works like 20 <laughs> hours a day like and this guy he's exactly what you want from an elite heart doctor his life revolves around heart surgery 100%. he literally he's either at the hospital saving yeah. lives yeah or he's just like upstairs in the master bedroom <laughs> doing nothing else like i've literally know we've known him for years i've never Ever said more than hello to him he walks downstairs like during the mcgregor fight he's like he's like did connor do the walk starts doing the starts connor McGregor, like, his arms. the arm walk that was like a huge bonding that's moment. right man and this guy like came down this was the only thing this guy has done right like in years connor besides McGregor, give heart br- surgery brings people McGregor. together brings people together that's yeah. what connor fights do and we are yeah when he lost we all just like looked around the room in disbelief yeah, like there were like seven of us Plus, plus the doctor. Yeah, he just kind of like shrugged, <laughs> oh, went oh back well. upstairs, <laughs> didn't see him the rest of the night. <laughs> Crazy. Woke up in one of his guest bedrooms the next day. No clue where he was. <laughs> That's so you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we but we were all just like stunned, and then it was like, now what do we do? Yeah. Also, I wow. have to say, I, I drank, I drank a good amount of proper. 12. Yeah, we were drinking par- proper twelve, and uh, I did not like on it. it. <laughs> not How many good. stars? Dude, How many it was stars? Like maybe two stars. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think I, I realized you're not meant to like take shots of that. I think it's like yeah, a, it's, like a, like, a it's like a sipping whiskey. It's a sip whiskey for sure. And yeah, uh, we weren't drinking it. Yeah, we way. didn't go by the man. Didn't go by the manual. <laughs> didn't follow the rule book. Instructions unclear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if they didn't have McGregor's name attached to that alcohol, I, I don't know that it would be selling too well. Yeah, the uh, yeah that that was a, a crazy fight. I guess now we touched on it a little bit, but what do you do with Dustin and what do you do with Connor? I'm gonna. Well, you're, da- you're Dana White. W- what do you do with each of those guys? Well, it was interesting because in the no, I I don't know if you heard this because everyone was in such a disbelief like yeah. right after the fight. But when they were interviewing Poirier, he actually said like, "We need to run it back for the third for the rubber well, match." Why wouldn't you say that, right? If you know Connor's the biggest money draw, that's true. And he, he's more of a money draw than the belt. So it's interesting to see like, does he that? take the rubber the rubber match or does he just? I think maybe he has to go if you get a title shot. A solidified title shot. Nah, I feel like man. you have to take it. Nah, man. Not if you have, you're you offered a Connor fight again. A Connor trilogy fight versus a title fight. One's going to make you way more well, money is, than the other. Has he, he hasn't won a, he hasn't won a, a unified he's belt. Won a, he's won an interim belt. Yeah, he hasn't. Uh, he's never won the belt because Khabib has just always had Yeah, belt. so if that's vacant... Yeah, I'm telling I'm you, saying, man. Chan- <laughs> I'm telling you, though. Michael Chandler versus Dustin Poirier. They're both perfectly healthy. That makes healthy. the sense. It put makes in, sense, put but it's not going to happen. Put them in next week. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Dustin also said... <laughs> they could pr- fight today if they wanted to. They could, <laughs> Dustin also said, he said, I don't want to fight Michael Chandler. He also said that. He said, uh, he's what, he's won once in the UFC. He beat a guy that I beat as well. Like, that's not proving enough yeah, to me. Yeah, no, I, I obviously am exaggerating. I don't think Michael Chandler's <laughs> getting a title shot no, after, no, after two minutes in the UFC. He's not. But, that being said, you could pair Michael Chandler against anyone in that kind of top three or four, and I think I'll probably pick him. Like, I'll probably pick him, and I think he'll probably be plus money. He'd be good against Gaethje, too. He'd be really great good, against Gaethje. Really good wrestlers. He'd be great against Gaethje. I, totally. He'd be great. He'd be, Literally, and Gaethje would be the favorite, I feel like, and Michael Chandler would be a great underdog pick if he fought, if he fought Gaethje. I next. could see Poirier. Which, which makes sense, by the way. So Gaethje you're saying if you're, if you're Dustin, yeah, because if you look at the list, it right? It makes a ton one, of sense. One through six. 
Gaethje just lost. McGregor just lost. Ferguson just lost twice. Hooker just lost. Mm-hmm. Khabib retired. Mm-hmm. The only two guys that are on the up right now are Poirier and Oliveira. Right. Right now. Right. So maybe you just, if you're Dustin Poirier and they say, hey, you can fight McGregor again or you can fight Oliveira for the belt. Which you're you're taking McGregor again? If I'm him, a hundred percent. But if you lose that fight, we always say if you lose in the lightweight the division, the belt doesn't matter. It's a toy that goes on your the belt your mantle. The it, belt it's a matters. toy. It's a prop. The, it's a prop. The Mark. belt definitely It's a matters. prop. It's a prop. It's it doesn't matter. It's it, a symbol. What matters is you're the, the size. Best fighter in what the matters is the size. What of do the you pay- play sports What for? matters is the size of the pay per view. What what do I play sports for? Yeah, that's that's different. You if, play to win. For the fight game's different. You pay for the size. You play for the size of the check you don't play for the fake belt what you, it doesn't matter dude you sell out mcgregor pay-per-view numbers are all these guys care about they're not he he will 100 i guarantee if he's offered a trilogy versus mcgregor versus a title fight with Oliveira, he would take the trilogy and you would too as much as it as much as it hurts you to say it or you won't even admit it you would take the money as well if it's if it's literally millions of dollars of di- indifference between the two fights, you would obviously take the millions and just buy buy the belt for a hundred dollars on Amazon, and you'll be good to go. I just feel like that's so emasculating. <laughs> if you're just like, "Hey, I'll fight this guy just because it's gonna make me more money," that's what Connor wants you to say. <laughs> he said that. That's that's the red panty night quote. Like, that's I'm just saying. He'll uh, make you rich. That's what's gonna happen. Um, yeah, UFC 257. Wow, what a card. Kyle's all about the money. <laughs> you sell That's out. what it's about on About That Action and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're all about that money, uh, all about making them picks. Obviously, I guess we need to give out our uh, our uh, numbers that we've been avoiding this whole conversation. Uh, how much did you lose <laughs> from lost, UFC 257? Uh, hey, I lost $400 in betting, but I had about $1,000 worth of fun with <laughs> watching the fight Priceless. with you and, you and the heart heart doctor so Priceless. Uh, i came out plus 600 <laughs> <laughs> i came out up big um yeah you lost because obviously we risked 500 each uh five fights that we bet on um that one fight got pulled so we risked 400 each you went over four um and i also threw up most of the proper 12 so i <laughs> basically lost 420 dollars <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get didn't, oh. didn't get a king on you got that. To, you got to taste it twice. Maybe yeah. it's worth more. <laughs> right. yeah. I borrowed some proper stuff. I gave it back. Um, I uh, I went I went one for three or one for four. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got the Calderwood pick right. Missed on on obviously missed on Dan Hooker and missed on Conor McGregor and missed on Amanda Rebus. That killed the parlay for sure. And the lock, the lock of all locks. Thank God we didn't put your uh, your Jewish money that you wanted to put on Conor McGregor. <laughs> Jewish money. <laughs> all my money is Jewish. <laughs> yeah, you know we, thought about about? we thought about that. We thought Your tw- gift or whatever you got. Israeli bond. Yeah. There it is, your bond. $2,500. Thank goodness we didn't put that. Thank goodness we didn't put that on Conor. That would have been all out the window. That felt like the lock of all. I haven't felt that confident in picking a pick in a long time since yeah, we not putting Connor. that we won we we, we, <laughs> we won money for not doing that oh jeez. um all right anything else from ufc 257 before we just uh kind of chill out and uh call it a call let's, it a short uh, let's read some ads and make some money you're right let's do that win bet 
Sign up today, $500 risk-free. Send in your first WinBet screenshot to podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get a free t-shirt. They have tons of boosted bets, including a wheel spin to boost parlays. Perfect for hashtag DGENs only. WinBet is currently online in New Jersey, Colorado, and Michigan is coming soon. More states are on the way. If WinBet isn't active in your state, you can still get a free t-shirt by referring a friend. If you have any that live in those weird states, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win. We're also brought to you by Better Than Dot Vegas. Better Than Dot Vegas. It's like YouTube for what hashtag DGENs only care about. That's sports betting. The best part is you'll be able to get free video picks from the SGPN crew. Make sure to subscribe to the SGPN page, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV, so you don't miss any of our videos. If you're subscribed, you'll get a notification every time a new SGPN video is posted. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV to subscribe to our Better Than Dot Vegas page today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. Since you're buying positions from other sports bettors, there is no house. You can play for money in 40 states. Plus, we've got a weekly contest going with them for our listeners. They're back with a divisional playoff round competition. $10 to enter, and each user will start with a balance of 1,000 unknown currency to wager for multiple (laughs) events. Might be Bitcoin, might be pesos, I'm not exactly sure. The player with the highest earnings will take the entire pool of entry fees. Sign up today at betteredge.com and use promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com, promo code SGP. And last but not least, have you ever thought of starting your own sports book but don't know how? Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 in some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting in an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. And just like that, we're back. I can't believe we got to run another half of the show. (laughs) (laughs) What are we going to bet on this week? Like... I don't. I mean, I'm gonna be out actually working some golf this week, Mark, uh, at beautiful Torrey Pines. Uh, who's Farmers, uh, who's Farmers golfing? In, Farmers Insurance Open, a uh, PGA Tour golf event. I'll be out there working that. I'm um, looking forward to that. So maybe I'll be doing some uh, some golf betting this week. Do I know enough about golf gambling to give out picks or advice or break it down on this podcast? Absolutely not. So do you golf? Um, I've been golfing uh, a little bit. Not a ton. I can like go to the driving range and hang in there, okay. But the, the I don't play like you know nine or eighteen holes. Like you're not going often. on a business meeting to the golf course. No, I'm not going. I'm going to watch to watch and 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 work yeah, a golf I, event. I feel like golf is like a good a good. It's uh, a business sport. Yeah, and I'm and terrible it's, at it. There's three business sports. Do you know what they are? Uh, golf. Yeah, that's one. Tennis. That's two. Ooh, the third business sport. Yeah, the third. I business feel like it's sport. really obvious. No, it's a pretty. It's a pretty recent sport. It's not pickleball. Is it, it is. It's oh, certainly God pickleball. Damn it. <laughs> pickleball is easily the third business sport. Uh, I mean, just think about the people I meet out there on the pickleball court. 
great business people, great minds, uh, great, great people living happy, retired lives. Pickleball is for sure the third business sport. Um, so yeah, I think I'll probably be betting some golf. I don't play a lot of golf. You don't seem like the type of guy who plays a lot of golf. Last time I played golf was uh, Top Golf in Vegas. Oh, that's fun. I was terrible. <laughs> I was so bad. Top Golf's a great idea. Whoever came up with Top Golf, that that's a great invention. I mean, it's literally like a driving range, but they make it like you know all animated and make it more like feel like a video game. It's a that's a cool experience. Top the problem for good. me was I was there in. Uh, we played in the middle of the day, right? So it's, it's broad daylight out, mm-hmm. and I have terrible eyesight. So you, I would. You have the, the worst eyesight of anyone I know our age. Yeah, like, so, like by far, it's crazy. Yeah, so I would hit the ball, and it would just like disappear into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> no idea where it was. Um, yeah, man, golfing. I, I I'm doing a little bit more. Um, I I definitely figured I should start working on golf i mean when i was became an intern for the first time i was like all right you know now i'm in the business world uh it's time to maybe work on some golf work on some other you know intern things to get into the business world of sports um do you feel like you you've grown since being an intern in the sports industry do you feel like you've come a long way in the in the few years that you've been an active member in the sports world I'm sitting here hungover. (laughs) Some things never change. (laughs) Some things never change. (laughs) What I'll say that I was actually thinking about the other day was like, I want to, I want to bring back like intern abuse. (laughs) Think about it. Think about the shit that we went through as, as, yeah. (laughs) The shit that we went through as interns. Yeah. I I can't write. I could fill a book. Of, of yeah man shitty, me, me shitty too stuff. honestly yeah some of the stuff is some of the stuff i did as an intern was like pretty funny like you know what i mean like stuff that they they would never be able to to write on your intern application but then you show up and it's like day one they're just like they're like all right you need to refill the mini fridge with soda cans <laughs> <laughs> and you're like oh, okay didn't you 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 got you got your start in sports at like horse racing right well i got um i actually got my start with the sports gambling podcast as an intern that was my first sports related internship horse racing uh is something i i started as a sport when i got with my current agency uh horse racing was one of the first events i went out to work i actually have a funny horse racing intern story for you how about that um one of my my first time working uh a horse racing track and i wasn't a big horse racing guy growing up like i didn't go very often (laughs) (laughs) honestly yeah there are some people who are really into it um and so i was never that into it so i hadn't i didn't have much experience uh, out at a track but i went and obviously all the people who are working the horse races throughout the day everyone's everyone's betting the races right i mean it it, it's makes it exciting makes the work day fun so pretty much everyone there is is betting on the races and so i'm there for the first time working i'm like all right i should probably bet on the races that seems to be what everyone's doing um and i'm an intern right so i have i have literally no money I've, i've absolutely nothing uh to bet with so i'm like all right like i might as well just do like a cheap one of the cheap bets one of the you know 10 cent 20 cent plays so i ended up going with the 20 cent rainbow pick six which is where you pick the winner of six consecutive races right i was like all right this will be kind of a fun thing to do throw 20 cents down intern intern salary pretty much i'll throw 20 cents down and uh see see what happens maybe it'll be an entertaining way to to pass the time i had a couple other little bets but the uh, 20 cent pick six was my first time ever playing one and um the first i think it was either three or four races but the first race i win right i win and i'm like oh okay cool like no one knows this but you no one knows i I don't tell anyone so i hit my first my first race and i'm like all right like 
yeah like that makes sense it was like a favorite wasn't that exciting i was like oh yeah that makes sense that horse won um second race i had a bit of a weirder pick that horse wins and i go huh okay all right for sure for sure and then i believe uh third race i win again on a non-favorite pick and at this point i'm like oh my gosh mark like i might be done I might, I might win the, the might jackpot. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Fourth race comes up and I'm just like nervous as hell, right? So nervous. And everyone, I haven't told anyone still. Yeah, so everyone's like, just like looking at you like, yo, what is they, wrong they, with they the They think intern? I'm just, I mean, I was nervous anyway. It was my first time working out there. And uh, I hit the fourth and I'm four sixths of the way there. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I might do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> At this point, I mean, think about that. That's that's like amazing. You're like, how old are you? Like 19? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, dude, like this is my first ever pick six, and I hit the first four. That's amazing. Like, I'll. It's so hard to hit four, let alone six. So anyway, I hit the four, and at that point, I'm just like the most nervous I've ever been to watch a race, obviously. And of course, like the last races of the day have huge fields. So race five happens, and I lose, and it all's it's all over. But. I was still the closest I've ever come he to hasn't a left six. the business since. Yeah, yeah. still the closest I've ever come. Hooked. That's how he became a gambler. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got into it. I mean, that was a sweat unlike any other. The the uh, possibility of becoming a millionaire my first time betting on, on horse races. That's how they lure you um, in. Yeah, but like yeah you know like at first i was like oh okay four out of four out of six that's pretty good that's probably pretty normal but like i haven't been able to get that close since you know what i mean it's so hard like to hit a pick six like that's why it, it carries over and the jackpot numbers are ridiculous um but yeah that was like my intern moment where i was like yo what if i was never anything but an intern <laughs> you know what that's, I mean? yeah that's just the resume <laughs> what if it was just an intern for life yeah, retired and i was i was retired <laughs> off a of rainbow pick six my first day of work that would have been something that would have been something that's hilarious yeah yeah i miss those times do you think they would do you think they would have let you keep that money like what do you yeah, do of you tell them you, you would you tell anyone that I won? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. Of course. I would have told I would have told uh if I if I'd gotten to race six alive, I probably would have told um the people I was working with just say, Hey guys, I might become a millionaire <laughs> right now. <laughs> I for sure would have told people. I was thinking about telling them uh after the fourth, but I didn't want to jinx it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I felt like, oh, if I if I tell someone how close I am, you know, then I'm gonna just lose this next race. So I gotta keep it quiet. But once I lost the fifth race, I was like, all right, like now I can tell. So I told a couple people, I was like, look, look at look at this. Look at look how dumb dumb lucky this is. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. It just came down to like picking the right numbers that time and it, and it almost happened. It was almost like winning the lottery. That's basically how how it broke down. But anyway, a memorable intern experience for sure. Yeah, there's definitely plenty of those. I feel like I I remember like when I was interning, like the culture was it was like if i the places i was at was like if i had won a million dollars like somehow at those places they would yeah. have tried to like keep the money off of me or something like would, <laughs> they would have found a way yeah they would oh, have found he, like some he represents loophole, like, he represents us uh, it's actually uh, our money <laughs> yeah i mean, like are you kidding me like, <laughs> i actually funny. remember uh when i got my first ever internship uh, in sports at a at an nfl agency uh-huh. and uh part of the uh interview process they narrowed it down it started with like a couple thousand people like because it was like people posting online and stuff sure so i get through to like a couple through a couple interviews the last thing you had to do was create um like a recruiting material for a 
a player, a real player. This is cool. That's cool. Yeah. And I won't say the player's name. I don't want to give the place away. I'll tell you off off air. Okay. But so I make this recruit, and they gave like very vague instructions where uh-huh. it's just like they they didn't Be tell you like what it was. It. Yeah, exactly. I said like you have full creative sure. capacity sure. or whatever. So I went like way outside the box with mine. Oh, okay. I won't say what it is. I don't want you guys stealing my ideas. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you later. But uh, if you you Venmo me through the show. <laughs> I'll reveal. I'll reveal what I did. But so basically, I get to the the final interview, and they uh, they're like, "Yeah, we wanted to tell you that we're hiring you like as the intern." So I'm stoked. I'm like, "That's sick." Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, "Cool." Like I'm I'm glad. You know, I, I took a risk on my uh, on my submission, and like I'm glad and it, it worked paid out. off. And the guy was like. Actually, to be honest, like we just really liked you as a kid and as a guy, um, but your submission was so far off from what we were looking for. <laughs> but we liked you enough anyway, so you're still hired. Wow. I was like, really interesting. So the big guy basically—they like, didn't like your risk. Yeah, they they basically like shit on me, and they're like, "This is not what we were looking for at all." Like, but this is the crazy part. So then I was an intern for that summer i get rehired back there intern there twice okay so in spring i in the of my junior year i i go you were back. like really good at making yeah. coffee like yeah you, i you was were, like you were you made a coffee the like best, another the and, best yeah. errand boy yeah and uh I was, <laughs> we like to rehire you that's my we, thing we like to bring you on as the same position you that's already my are thing. I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of brains, but I have speed and strength, so I can run errands fast and I can carry a lot of things and move a lot of okay, things. Okay, for sure. Which actually was it was huge. Sort <laughs> for a different time for me. It was actually a but big so, part so of the So basically, job. so what ended up happening was that spring. This is like almost a year later, uh-huh. right? And uh, they're like putting together these recruiting materials for a different player that's like coming out of college. Okay. And they're like, and they're like, hey, like go through this player's recruiting stuff, right? And uh, so we can like put a bunch of stuff together, like as like a template. Okay. And the player that they sent me the files for mm-hmm. was the uh, the guy who uh, they eventually that you made signed your vi- that you made your video that about. I had to make my submission for. Okay. It wasn't a video; it was like a handwritten uh, okay, thing. Okay. And my fucking thing is in there. My literal <laughs> submission was used as an example as a as a recruiting tool for a player that they signed after wow. they shit on me and said it was bad. Wow. And they, no one ever told me. Full I couldn't believe that. And they signed the player. They went over your head. Yeah. They didn't tell you at and all. And when I tell you who it is, like, dude, they've made so much fucking money <laughs> off of this guy. I love how they th- they probably read it and they were like, wow. I'll give a hint for the listeners. I'll give a hint for the listeners. It was uh, the most touted college football player in what the year after the 2015-16 college football season. Okay. Okay. I think yeah. I, I think I I think I know who that is off yeah. just thinking back. And he but, makes um, a lot of money in the NFL. Yeah, for now. sure. For um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, that, Man, they, you, but I wonder they, if they, that they was took a it. strategy. I wonder if that was a strategy when you wrote a really good piece as an intern, and they were like, "Wow, this is actually like useful. We could use this piece." Then when they brought you on, they were like, "Yeah, it was it wasn't great, but we really like you, man. We like you as a person." So you would think, "Oh, they'll never use that." You know what I mean? Like they they probably. I wonder yeah. if they did that intentionally. No, they didn't say it wasn't great. They said <laughs> the guy was literally was like, "I read this and was like, what is this shit?" Yeah. <laughs> was like, he was literally shitting on me. So for he it. probably yeah. And I wonder if that it. was intentional so that they could literally just like use it to their own advantage at some point you know what I mean? maybe they knew it was good and then they used it and then you find out did you say anything when you found out no i i didn't because you're an intern right like what yeah. am i supposed to like make nothing a you can, nothing you can say i want one percent of the contract value <laughs> there's nothing you can say there <laughs> exactly yeah wow but that's just the the times of being an intern man yeah i miss those we should we that's should regularly i think we might get an intern an actual uh 
an actual full-time uh, intern for yeah, our the show. last kid passed away. That was really sad. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, he didn't pass he away. He, fired. Did, he just quit. <laughs> he quit because we were too mean to him. Imagine, like I said, we're bringing ima- back imagine, intern abuse. Imagine an intern not wanting to work for us, right? I can I can imagine. I think I think I know who the issue might be for uh, why an intern wouldn't stick around. Yeah, I literally just said on the air, I want to bring back abusive <laughs> internships. So I believe uh, check your college uh, job portals and it should be posting something. <laughs> Mark's just going to want breakfast burritos brought to every morning recording that's gonna be what he wants um all right we hope you enjoyed kind of a different format of show uh this time around like i mentioned at the top of the show the idea is to bring out a soccer pick show coming soon to sgpn and that will be a shorter show solely based on making money on soccer so if you want to make money on soccer with us that's a sport we grew up playing that's a sport that uh, is close to our heart that's how we met uh through soccer um so we look forward to making a pick show on that um so look forward to that coming up this week and then our weekend shows also going to make some picks talk sports betting of course um it'll be a little more of a a longer format uh where we get to kind of showcase a little bit of our our personalities and our great chemistry together mark uh so for for listeners who enjoy our show in that way um there'll be kind of a taste of both both formats of shows uh coming out and uh, eventually we hope to uh have our own feed based on those two things so uh thank you for tuning in you can give me a follow at bet on kyle on twitter uh please subscribe to the podcast leave a review mentioning about that action uh let's go watch some football man we got chiefs we got packers we got bucks we got bills we got a great couple of games to go watch um next weekend not sure what we're gonna break down it could be the super bowl uh, i'm sure everyone will be doing that but we'll we'll talk about that and figure it out we might be going to vegas that's right that's a new in the cards as well we might be going to vegas that vegas trip that we talked about for 2021 might be coming sooner than we expected that could be coming in the coming weeks so we will be discussing that as well anything else before we close out the show for the week mark never had anything interesting to say to close and i'm not starting now (laughs) sports are uh are they tight Uh, i believe they are a little tight we'll see you next week spring and i'm saying goodbye snow hello adventure and during the honda dream garage spring event you can get epic deals on your favorite honda model ready to get rugged then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive honda suv like the crv hrv pilot passport or redesigned ridgeline want to take a spring road trip then check out a fuel efficient turbocharged civic or accord say goodbye to winter and hello to a new honda don't miss huge savings during the honda dream garage spring event now at your local honda dealer